0: Hi folks, uh, Eric from Hit Subscribe here, doing yet another installment of the freelancing Q and A Facebook Live that we've been trucking along with for the last bunch of weeks. Uh, today's topic is uh, website. Uh, so if you're gonna go freelance, do you need a website? What should that website be like, etc. All questions about your website answered, I guess. Um, so the first thing I want to address here is the question of do you need a website and and the answer is no you really don't as a freelancer um in all practicality all you really need to be able to do to succeed at freelancing is collect money um and it's preferable if you can also deliver something of value in exchange for that money and i'm only kind of kidding collecting money is the absolute most important thing that you can do there is no business without it and uh having a deliverable that you actually deliver is also uh almost as important um without that like you could probably still collect money but you might get sued or whatever anyway um i'm being a little bit flippant but i am doing it to drive home a point which is that you can freelance perfectly well without your own website or business cards or anything else so uh right off the bat understand that that a website is kind of a decoration especially early on uh, when it comes to freelancing um It's an easy way to distract yourself. It's a way to procrastinate and not actually get going, going out there and generating leads and stuff. And um, in the early days, the only people that will ever wind up at your website are going to be people that you send there. People aren't just going to find you out of the ether um, in your lonely corner of the internet where you just built some Wix site and then say, oh, hey, uh, maybe I'll... um, uh, engage with this person. So, if you don't have a specific plan for something to do with a website, you truly don't need one and your time might be better spent elsewhere. In the early days, um you're going to be prospecting probably with a friends and family network, um and you know, former employers, things I've actually talked about I think in videos here in the past. So, uh you can distract yourself, you can use it to procrastinate. So understand that you really don't necessarily need to have a website at all. Now, don't get me wrong, um, it's not going to be a great look as you go along, especially once you become a more established practitioner or freelancer, Um, to not have a website that'll start to seem strange, but it isn't a deal breaker. And I think I've said this in a previous video, um, if anybody ever asks you why you don't have a website, you could just say that um, you're refining your offerings, and so you don't want to put anything up until it's solidified. I promise you, that answer will satisfy any prospective client. People will say, oh, fair enough whatever, I don't really care. Can you help me with X in exchange for money? So um, I really want to drive that home. Now let's talk about when should you have a website, like what's the right time to build one? Um, The first uh, way I would answer that is when it starts to become a part of your marketing. So if you are out prospecting, you've gotten a few leads, you've done business a few times, now you might want to have a website for um, kind of a number of different reasons. If, for instance, you want to start um, blogging and promoting uh, blog posts in other venues to try to uh, attract people in and to get them to uh, see the content that you have to be exposed to you, uh, you, in order to blog, would need a website. So you might have some rudimentary marketing play that requires having a website. Uh, Another thing that might make it fairly practical is if you're developing a handful of offerings that aren't easy to explain, like I write code for money. Um, Like if you're building some kind of productized service or something and you want people to be able to look at your offerings in a very um, asynchronous and kind of succinct way, it's another great reason to build a website. So um, you really want to be looking at kind of a a specific purpose. Who is going to be coming to this website and when and why and what do you want them to do? Until you can answer questions like that, um, it's not super important, but... Once you start to find that it would be expedient for that, then sure. So, like, for instance, um, I talked about business cards. Like, let's say that you find yourself out. uh, It isn't 2020 slash 2021. You find yourself out at a lot of conferences, trade shows, um, and you talk to a lot of people. Maybe you decide that you're going to have business cards. Well, um, the people you hand a business card to probably aren't going to just call you. Um, but they might want to go research more about you. So that might be the time where if you're going to be handing out these business cards, you print a website on them. And then um, that's a way that they can learn more about you. But that is a Mm -hmm. specific plan for somebody who's going to visit your website and then do something next. So uh, that plan is important and that's when you should uh, build a website. And another thing that I'll say in terms of when you want to have one is um, when it becomes like technically expedient, for instance, um, If you're, uh, say, the lowest tier on your offering ladder is you're selling a book or um, some kind of thing like that, or you have a a forum where people can sign up for an email uh, emailing list, usually you're going to, from a pure technical standpoint, need to have a website where that stuff takes place. So the um, general answer to the question, when should you have a website, is when you have some kind of business case for having one. And I wouldn't build one before that because, again, it's just a way to procrastinate and um, it actually kind of opens you up to some exposure, uh, meaning if you have a no website and you explain that, that's better than having a, a bad website or a website that crashes or something. So uh, it is a maintenance burden and it's a non-zero cost, both in terms of actual out-of-pocket expense, but like your exposure, the cost of maintaining it in terms of your personal labor. So it has real cost. You need to have something that makes a case for return on investment there. Mm. Um, another question that a lot of people would ask is, uh, what you use to build the website. Honestly, kind of whatever, um, WordPress, Wix, I would say as an aspiring freelancer, um, if you're, especially like if you're non-technical at all, just get something that you can DIY yourself into something that looks like uh, a reasonable website. And honestly, these days go to any like SaaS company or whatever. Every website is the same. Just get like the theme with Divi or whatever that makes the website that everybody has and do that. Uh, I get that you might want to stand out from the pack. Do that with your offering. Uh, do that with your value proposition. It wouldn't really bother trying to do it with your website. That's just me. So um, anything where you can DIY, and honestly, for those of you that are engineers, especially you, uh, DIY it with something like Wix, and I'll tell you why. Because there is nothing more that a designer or technical person will do then use the website as an opportunity to procrastinate doing nonsense. So you're going to say, oh, I mean, I'm an engineer. Why would I go through Wix or whatever? I could just hand build a website on my own. Like, don't do that. That's such a waste of time. Uh, I get that it would feel good. You're thinking like, hey, uh, this is the thing where I show people how awesome I am. Or not really. People aren't going to come to your website and be like, oh, I'm going to hire this guy because he built a great website. I mean, like... Uh, i guess but then you're kind of making a commodity pitch just have a good succinct website that like explains your value proposition is easy to read and is simple to maintain i promise you you will be happier in the long run for it uh and i say this from experience you know the first thing i did when i hung out my shingle is i took a wordpress website and i edited the actual wordpress php code so it was like something of my own creation that was such a bad decision I could never really do WordPress updates. I had to maintain this PHP thing that I didn't really want to maintain for years until I was like, yeah, this is stupid. I'm just going to go with a the stock theme. So uh, learn from me. Don't do not do that. Um, one thing I would say is don't make a website on something like WordPress.org or some platform that looks like you are uh, trying your hand at hobby blogging or something. That, I would argue, is... Um, something that isn't running lean or just getting enough done that just kind of looks weird and lazy so don't do that like get yourself a proper domain if you're going to do it and have an actual website but just go with something where you can wizard through it out of the box get it set up and get it looking decent and and then you're good um so i guess i'll round out with the question of like what should be on your website like what do you actually put there in terms of um copy landing pages like what's the structure of it um The first thing I will say is don't do what you're about to do, which is to write terrible copy for your website. And what do I mean by terrible copy? Don't go treat it like your resume. Nobody cares that you're passionate about quality or you believe in integrity. Uh, All of that stuff sounds like filler. The kind of things that you say during a job application process where you know you're sort of fibbing and the employer knows that you're sort of fibbing and you go through this whole nonsensical dance of job interviews. The um, the freelance, the business world isn't really like that. People are, are more interested in, like, what can you do for me? What services can you provide for me? So now imagine that you're, for instance, going to um, a plumber's website, and you have a pipe that is burst burst uh, in your shower. Are you interested in a plumbing website that says, Steve got into plumbing first when he was 12, and like... Imagine reading through all that. All you want to know is how much is it going to cost to fix this pipe and, like, what do I do in the meantime while it's exploding? So put yourself in that mindset of your own customer and don't go and write a bunch of backstory and a bunch of, like, generic platitudes and prose. What you want to do instead is prominently feature who you help and what it is you help with. So, um, you know, if you are a freelance software engineer, it might be that you help, you um, you know, mid-market organizations mired in legacy C-sharp code ship features faster or something like that. If, um, if you're looking for uh, how to do that, how to get that kind of positioning down, that's a huge topic that's too much even for its own video, let alone this one. But you could go check out like uh, Jonathan Stark, um, if you go Google him. He has this idea of a laser-focused positioning statement where you can kind of iterate towards uh, this. And what I would say is you want to have something like that in mind before you really set up your website and have good copy. I mean, you won't hurt anything by putting up your own website and having generic, like, here's my backstory copy. Um, But I would encourage you to have it better thought out than that when you put it up so that you're not going back and kind of revisiting your old effort. There's nothing inherently wrong with telling your backstory. Throw it up on an about page if you really have to, but understand the people who are hiring you just don't really care about that. And if they do, they're hiring you into a kind of commodified staff augmentation role. They're basically treating it like an employment process, which topic for another day, but I wouldn't run your business as if you were a pseudo employee uh, interviewing for jobs. That's a really tough way to run a practice. So um, all that dovetails into saying, make your copy on your website focused on the buyer. If you're gonna talk about yourself, put it off to the side somewhere and keep it fairly minimal and to the point. I help these people do this. Go and get some social proof. Ideally have some testimonials with actual pictures of human beings on there because um, one thing that makes a buying decision a lot easier is if your buyers feel like other people have worn the path before them. They're not the first one engaging with you. So go get those testimonials and social proof. Your buyer is the hero of your website. That's why there's this thing on website copies called the hero image um, and hero copy. The idea is the person visiting your site is the star of the show, not you. So you want them to understand how you can help them. You want them to see testimonials from other people you've helped. That's really how you want to be structuring your website So keep it simple. Keep it about them. Keep it straightforward. Don't add a lot of extra stuff in there. And for the love of God, if you are an individual freelancer, solopreneur, don't plaster we all over your website. Don't try to make it seem like you've done way more business than you have. Don't say things like, whenever we engage with a client, when it's patently obvious that you've never engaged with a client, that sort of puffery just comes off as pathetic. Please don't do it. There is nothing wrong with saying, i mean if you go look at my site com. after 12 years in business i think i have an about page where i'm like i'm not gonna pretend to be more than one people. A, a person it's just me i'm a solo consultant i did a lot of business with that type of copy i felt no embarrassment about it i did work for boards of directors cios as a management consultant lean into it it's it's just you you're an indie consultant that's great that's a respectable thing to be doing be honest about your experience be straightforward in your website copy, also, I would recommend not including a lot of buzzwords and jargon. Make the copy simple, easy to understand, direct, uh, professional. You know, you don't want to get overly cutesy unless, like cutesy is your brand, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but for the most part, you want to have simple, plain language that clearly articulates what you're doing, doesn't waste a lot of words, doesn't waste the uh, reader's time, and is uh, as simple and straightforward as you can get. So, yeah, um, that is my take on how I would go about um, setting up a website, when to do it, um, what it should look like and, and what that should be doing for you as a freelancer. I hope that's helpful and I will catch you next time.